Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. Welcome along to the latest episode of the Keegan Odyssey. Is it episode 10? I can't remember. Who cares? 11, something like that. Double figures anyway. Uh, we left it at Keegan. Uh, he was at Hamburg. He was enjoying it. Mm. But I think the rot was beginning to set in a little bit. He'd become a stray man briefly because uh, he got sent off and went home and had to sit on the doorstep in sub-freezing temperatures until Gene came home. So yeah. he was, uh, you know, it was starting to annoy him a little bit. So I think, that, you know, he's, he got wanderlust as Kev. He was always, uh, he was always going to, he wasn't going to be there for long. He, no. he goes there and he basically conquers and then he fucks off to conquer something else. That's his yeah. style. Bit like us. Bit like us. Um... He has a bit of a. He gets tapped up slightly by uh, Brian Clough, mm. Nottingham Forest. Oh yeah. Well, it was at Hamburg, um, but it was it was Peter Taylor, Clough's assistant, who tapped up, and he says, "I wasn't interested when Peter Taylor, his assistant, followed me into the toilets at London Weekend Television one day <laughs> to mention they might like to sign me." Aye, aye, Kevin. <laughs> Who <are> you? <laughs> Peter Taylor. <laughs> Brian Clough's right-hand man. You sent me in. Got a message from Brian. Do you want to come play for Nottingham Forest? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I play for Hamburg at the moment. <laughs> You're contractually obliged to play for Hamburg. I'm flattered, of course. <laughs> Are you going to give that a little bit of a shake before you put it away, Kevin? <laughs> that's the way Mr. Clough would expect <laughs> you to do it. Once you come and play for Forest, that's the mm. way things are done. But um, Kev doesn't like Brian Clough. Mm. Mm. Clash of personalities. He says, Cloughy wouldn't have been right for me. I would not have tolerated the eccentricity such as plying players with booze on the night before big matches. Booze again. Booze, it seems to me he's Achilles heel, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, or maybe he is in fact an alcoholic. Mm, no, nah, he's not. You nah. look at him when you look at them bright, shining eyes, yeah. puppy dog eyes. Yeah, he's not an alcoholic. Right. He's bushy-tailed and bright. Yeah, but he's definitely got something against booze. Um, his record of taking Forest and Derby into the European Cup put him at the top of his business, but I didn't see the attraction. Mm. I was never fascinated by Brian Clough in the way other people were. I wonder if Kev always wants to be top dog in any given situation. The alpha male personality the entertainer perhaps yeah I mean if you look at it at Liverpool you know Tommy Smith the clashes with the other stars I mean there was a there was a bit that we didn't cover that I noticed like the other week when they won the European Cup and he said at Liverpool in his last season Mm. I think and he goes Unfortunately, there's not any pictures you can find of me holding it because all of the yeah. other players seem to seem to hell bent on having it for as long as they can. And then he just writes, "Emlyn Hughes, for one, seemed to have it welded to his hands." <laughs> and I'm thinking, yeah, because you wanted that money shot of you 
hold it, the definitive shot of you, Kevin Keegan. Yeah. So it was Kevin Keegan won the European. I don't know. Because I mean, he, lo- he loves an exit, I, doesn't he? I, I he, hate... loves a, he loves a dramatic exit, and that yeah. would have been his last game. Exactly. And at Newcastle United, which we'll get to, they hadn't won the European Cup or any cup in his last season. So instead, from the second division. So instead, he just said, oh, just get me a helicopter <laughs> instead. <laughs> um, and he says he became more and more famous as, as Hamburg started to win more games. And him and Gene couldn't go shopping together any longer because they'd get mobbed. Mm. Now I wonder if shopping was still a problem if they were still having to like do mimes for things they wanted to buy. Like, uh, was it a fuse? Wasn't it? Yeah. What if they were still having to do little mimes for stuff they wanted to get? Yeah, he could have. He could have used his fans as translators or something like that, couldn't he? Do you think he was like Rhinestone Cowboy and that he was getting offers of of work every day on the C- phone? Is cards that and letters from people he doesn't even know. And offers coming over the phone. Offers coming over the phone. Definitely. I reckon. I don't know when Rhinestone Cowboy was written. Well, probably was a bit before this. Seventy-five. Yeah. yeah. So I think Keegan probably based his life on that. Yeah. Oh, I'm kind of like the Der Rhinestone Cowboy. Some Up people in Germany began to call me the Rhinestone Cowboy <laughs> or Kuntenhausen, <laughs> that which is German for it, I believe. <laughs> That's what some of the lads in the dressing room told me. Anyway. <laughs> Um, we had to improvise after Laura, our first daughter, was born in November 78 and we wanted to check out Hamburg's Christmas market. One of our friends, wait for it, Thomas Metalman. <laughs> That's actually what it is. That's when, his name. When you told me I'll that earlier, I thought that was a translation. No, no, I will spell it out. Um, M-E-T-A-L-M-A-N-N. Thomas Metalman. Metalman, okay. Probably a robot. Yeah. Maybe it was Result Spot in the German Ooh, rendition. Might have been, yeah. 1970s German Result Spot. G- German dad. Yeah. <laughs> One of our friends, Thomas Metalman, Herr Metalman, Thomas Robot, was going out with a girl from the local amateur dramatic society, so I put on a wig with a pair of glasses and an old beanie hat. Any excuse? Any excuse? I love a, I love a disguise, me. That wasn't enough, though. That was not enough, he says. And then she set to work with her makeup skills. Oh. Applying wrinkles to my face, as well as supersized bags beneath my eyes, to age me by about twenty years. <laughs> so he's got the fucking Hamburg market, a wig, pair of glasses, beanie hat. So he's got a beanie hat on top of a wig. <laughs> as he got bits of wig sticking out the side yeah. and out the back. And then on top of that, I'd have another wig. It was like a lasagna. <laughs> it was layered like a lasagna. It was like wig hat, wig hat, wig hat. <laughs> Sometimes it would get as high as five foot on top of me head. I said to her, I said, Thomas's girlfriend, make me the tallest disguiser you've ever seen. <laughs> Amazingly, it worked, he says. We had great fun at the market and no one recognised me till the balloon we'd bought for Laura came loose from her pram and floated away. I went back to buy another one and the man on the stall gave me a knowing look. <laughs> you don't want to be recognised, huh, Kevin? <laughs> Ah, ich bin know who you are, Herr Keegan. Your secret is safe with me. <laughs> now come into the back of this store. There's something I need to show you. <laughs> he says, uh, I could disguise my face, but the accent gave me away. Fucking, I couldn't even do a German accent. Mm. He goes on to say, as you may have gathered by now, I do enjoy going undercover. We have gathered that, <laughs> have yeah. That. It was in the first paragraph so. of the first page of the book. Yeah. We went on holiday to Disney World some years later and I thought, maybe naively, my fame wouldn't follow me to Florida. That's wrong. Keegan is global. Ke- yeah, Keegan's a global, a global brand. Global cult. Mm, like yeah. Coca-Cola. Or, so. or those watches that James Bond wears, not Rolex, another one. Swatch. Yeah, Swatch. 
<laughs> this episode of Top Flight Time Machine is brought to you in association with Swatch. <laughs> the watch that we don't know whether still exists or not. <laughs> the preferred watch of 007. <laughs> Pay attention, Bond. This is a Swatch. As you can see, it has different straps that have different colours and you can change them to impress your friends with. Is that it, Q? Well, what more do you fucking want? <laughs> Oh, fucking laser? Well, yes, actually. <laughs> fucking Swatch. Fuck off. <laughs> That's uh, the new James Bond, which is coming soon. Have we seen the title of the new James Bond film? Hang on, hang on. Is it called The Man Who Makes Storms Go Crazy? No, it's not. Is it called The Spy With The Gigantic Horn? <laughs> the Spy What Did Stuff. Yeah. No, it's called Shatterhand. <laughs> yes, I knew it had an amazing name. It's like uh, they're trying to fucking sabotage the, the whole franchise. Right, what are we going to call it? What are we going to well, call we've it? We've done all that stuff, all the uh, cliches with the spy who and the yeah, man what. All that. All of that. We've done some weird ones like Quantum of Solace, whatever the fuck that was. I don't know, what do you reckon? Got any ideas? Casino Royale. No, oh, done it. Fucking hell, boring. Oh, their Majesty Six of it. No, done it. No. All right, well, it's quite good if you think of a thing and then a body part, and then, like, you turn that into the name of the baddie. Yeah. Oh. What about shite hand? No, no, it's a bit rude for the kiddies. All right, shatter hand, then. Brilliant. Yeah, we'll call it that. Come on, let's go down the pub. I'll ring Cubby Broccoli. It's a, Tell it, him we've got it. Yeah, we we got an idea for a baddie, right? <laughs> He's got this hand, and anything he touches shatters. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's fucking boss. He's called Shatteran, and that's what we're calling the film as well. Anyway, ta-da! All the films have all got the CGI now, so we think we need a bit of that. So, you know, <laughs> we'll just get some we'll get some cartoons made of stuff blowing up and shattering <laughs> when he touches them. He's like Midas, but a bit of a cunt. It's modern, right? Everyone fucking loves things shattering nowadays. Look on YouTube, all the kids are at it. Are you not saying Marvel Avengers? Planets shatter. All, everything fucking shatters. People turn to dust. We need more of that kind of thing. Copy, I'm fucking telling you, you're losing touch and your franchise is going to be fucked unless you listen to what we're telling you. Shattering is what the kids want. Shatterhand is the name of the new baddie in the new fucking film. And if you don't like it, read the fucking small print because you signed up to this. <laughs> Cubby sat on a yacht with a big <laughs> cigar in the south of France. Can't we have the word golden in it somewhere? Golden usually has worked in the past. No one's interested in fucking gold. It's not Gold. the 70s anymore. Golden showers? Something <laughs> like that, maybe? They're the fucking 70s. Roger Moore's dead, you silly bastard. It's all about shattering nowadays. <laughs> Look, here's a top ten films from last year. Each and every one of them, so much shatters in them. <laughs> Telling you. Mm. And you've got to get it out now. You've got to get it out in the next six months maximum. And forget about guns and weapons. People like hand-to-hand combat now, don't they? It's more real, more authentic. That's why we're calling it hand. Shatter hand, not shatter gun. Shatter hand. Shatter stick. <laughs> shatter hand. That really is like they've just given up. Yeah. It's like those, isn't it? Yeah. It's basically a... Uh, James Bond, we've just given up now. Yeah, quite right as well. Mm. Terrible bunch of films. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Kev's in Florida, um, and he gets recognised. He said, "I'd never turned down an autograph in my life, but I was conscious Laura and her little sister Sarah were missing out on all the fun." Mm. Uh, this time, my disguise came as an American tourist. <laughs> I bought a green beer packers top from a souvenir stall. 
I picked out some glasses with mirrored lenses and I rounded it off with a pair of Bermuda shorts and a baseball cap that had a grey ponytail dangling out the back. <laughs> I looked a right prat to be honest, he says. <laughs> then I went to get some drinks from the supermarket and the next person in the queue tapped me on the shoulder. Any chance you can sign this, Kev? The thing is, the truth is, right, Tegan, what he never fesses up to is that he just likes disguises. And that's fine. Some people do. I spent most of my youth dressed up as Dick Turpin. Right? And it's like, it's fine. Because if you you have a need to take on someone else's persona, someone else's characteristics, that there's nothing wrong. We're not saying it's perverted. But you don't have to keep saying it was for practical reasons. You just have to accept the fact that you enjoyed it. If you and I had the time and the inclination and the resources, we would go around in disguise as much as we possibly all the time. could all the because time. why wouldn't you if you had a if you had a disguise assistant who came round of a morning at nine o'clock before you set out to work mm. and did you up in some kind of disguise you'd do it so it's like mr ben in a way isn't it it's like mr ben if every day you yeah. could live a different life yeah do you know what i mean i want to be a cowboy today tomorrow i want to be a astronaut yeah do we need to do a deep dive of the Mr. Ben? I'd fucking series? love to do it. He only yeah. made 13, you know. Is that right? Yeah. It I was... think it's one of them that ran and ran. No, just 13. My brother's first wife grew up on the road upon which Mr. Ben was set. Festive Road? Festin. Festin? Well, which is very near where I live nowadays. Uh, it's called Festive in the, in the series. Oh, okay. So the, the, author, sorry, the author, the bloke mm. behind it, whose mm-hmm. name you all know... I don't know, but he lived on Festin Road, which is in Putney, right, in southwest London, and he based the drawings on that road. And he obviously changed one fucking letter or two letters. That sounds better in a kids kids story. Festive Festin road. sounds a bit festering, hmm. which is disgusting. Hmm. No one likes things to fester, but festive's better. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. it was all based in around that road. So there you go. Fun fact. Okay, we'll do the deep dive sometime hmm. in twenty twenty three. This is it. Back to Hamburg. Um, they won the Bundesliga title mm. under Zebek, the new manager used to sit on a ball hungover and get them to run around a lot and make them all stronger yeah and um, this was not just thanks to Kevin it was also thanks to Horst Hrubesch yeah. a giant striker who'd signed from Rottweiss Essen yeah Nick, there's a place nickname the header beast yes the header beast or in German das Kopfball Ungeheuer. Yes, what, and it trips off the tongue as well. Mm. So obviously Kopf is head, isn't it? Kopfball Kopf is head headball. Yeah. And then Ungeheuer must be beast, German yeah. for beast. You are like some sort of Ungeheuer. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me, I am getting my languages muddled again. That is how in my country we call uh, that's the monster noise, not quite right. The beast. You are the beast header. Header beast. <laughs> I wonder if the... the Nickname came from Rottweiss Essen with him. What's Rottweiss, I wonder? Red is Rot. Vice. Vice. Red Vice. A Vice. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. using carpentry. Yeah, a Red Vice mm. in Essen. Um, so the header beast was an important sign. Manny Kaltz, he says, was one of the best five footballers I ever played with, with his brilliant whipped in crosses from the right. Bit like Nicky Summerby when he was at Sunderland. Uh, what? Fucking hell. And Felix McGath. Was a prompting force in midfield. That's the fellow who pitched up at Fulham a while ago, wasn't it, Felix McGath? 
Yeah. Wasn't he? Oh, yeah. He was the mad one who insisted on rubbing cheese on their legs when they got injured. Yeah, and also he was like, he was one of these managers, not unlike the ones that Keith, it's obviously a German thing, who just run them into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> no amount of running is enough. Yeah. That's the best, I think. That's that's yeah. what all football managers should do. Because, mm. they, they, like you were saying before, they get um, they get the afternoon off. Roy Keane was complaining because players didn't like to have to work and they enjoyed their afternoons off yeah, grumbling exactly. and stuff. He would have, Fuck Roy, that. Roy Keane would Run have them. loved to have played under Felix Magath. Yeah. Or Zebek. Mm. So, um, Kev says, while other teams were tiring at the end of the season, we won nine out of our last ten games. We didn't look back. When we reached the top, we stayed there till everything was confirmed with a game to spare. I was a champion of Germany, scoring 17 league goals in the process. Fantastisch, he puts. <laughs> right to Kev, put this down. I've been saving this up. Fantastisch! It's a little flourish there. It's German. It's German for fantastic. I'm playing with language. And if you could put it in, um, put it in italics, that would be even better. That way people will know that I've not just gone barmy. With an excitement excitement sign at the end as well. Was that what we called him? The excitement with the fucking exclamation mark? Excitement yeah. sign. And he no well, he demonstrates when he wants one used by jumping up standing up and jumping on the spot. Right. God, that was a long time ago. Yeah, fuck me, we've been doing this a long time. <laughs> Almost at nineteen eighty. Jalapeno. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. On top of everything else, he says, this is also the period of my life. Then he says, no sniggering, please. Oh, we're going to snigger. Um, when I had the makings of my own pop career. To be fair, I have to laugh when I look back at it all. Some of the clips of me singing Head Over Heels in particular, when I was invited on a television chat show in Austria to perform the song. England were playing in Austria at the same time, and all the lads were watching at the team hotel. I had to mime the entire song while sitting on the knee of a middle-aged lady, staring into her eyes and even removing her spectacles at one point. Oh, fucking hell. Blimey. Fucking hell, pornography. I didn't want to do it, but the producers insisted. I kept the glasses and I used them for my, one of my disguises later on. <laughs> she was very upset, but I told her I had to. Should we have a little clip from Head Over Heels at this point? Because yeah. anyone's never heard it. And it looks like I'm falling all over again. <laughs> there it is, head over heels. Better Reached. or worse than um, Tears for Fears, head over heels? Uh, ooh, whoa. 
we could compare in there to cultural behemoths there really apples and pears no yeah I don't know Ooh, I would say different moods different songs to different moods I'd say worse to be fair yeah it is yeah. worse much worse um, and he tells the story behind it two Yugoslavs from the music industry <laughs> any any sentence that begins with the phrase two Yugoslavs from the music industry can't be not good hello is that Kevin <laughs> Keegan yes that's right at your service okay <laughs> yeah. What's this? What, what are you calling about? Who are you? I... State your name and your business I... now. <laughs> we are two men from the music industry. Oh, the music industry. Where are you from? What country? Don't sound it's English. Important. You're German. Are you Americans? <laughs> we are from Yugoslavia. Oh, I've never heard of it. <laughs> It's fairly near Germany. <laughs> oh, all right. Now, go ahead. Proceed. What's your proposal? Do you want to make an ice lolly? L- looks like me. <laughs> no, no, Kevin. Something far more exciting than an ice lolly. We want I can't imagine it. what that might be. You've Try got, me. You have got Double K's interest. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I answered this call. I wasn't going to. Uh, we would like you to record a pop song single. We're going to make you the biggest pop star in the Western world. What, you mean like Manfred Mann? Sort of a pop single? Um, yes, yeah, sort of. Anyway. Freddy the Dreamers, that kind of thing. <laughs> no, well, I get to do on a the dance. dock of a bay. Oh, I'd love to do a version of that. <laughs> Be quiet for one moment, uh, Keith. You make me feel <laughs> mighty real. Can I do that one? I like that one. If you could just be silent for one moment, we could explain what our proposal is well, in I'll try. more detail. Oh, you got me all of it in there now. Heck it, heck. Two minutes ago, I was just an ordinary footballer. Now I'm going to be the biggest pop star since Elvis. <laughs> heck, Egan, we have a song entitled Head Over Heels in Love. We would like you to record it and release it into the pop charts. We believe it would be a great success. <laughs> Let me have a think about it. I've yes, thought about it. I'll do it. <laughs> do you want me to start singing it now? You don't know the lyrics. I can make some up. Head over heels, head, over, head over heels, heels head over heels, in love with you. Bingo. Wallop. It's a hit. <laughs> that one's in the post. <laughs> okay, here, Keegan. We will give you some time to relax. And then we will <laughs> call again in a few days once you have discussed this with your wife. A few days later, the ring bug. Uh, Keegan, we're, discussed, we're ready to discuss the, the musical project a little further. Well, the good news is I've written a double album. <laughs> and I've got a brand new outfit. <laughs> it's a cat suit. I've got That's a new what disguise. they told me in the shop anyway. <laughs> it's an all-in-one, dead glittery. <laughs> and I'm wearing makeup now. Is that part of it? <laughs> Actually, the, actual, the version of it in the book kind of tallies with what we've just done there. Um, the, the Yugoslavs two Yugoslavs from the music industry friends of my teammate Ivan Buljan had set the ball rolling by coming to see me one day and asking if I fancied making a record I was game for anything too many people are frightened to go outside their comfort zone whereas it never worried me <laughs> I was always willing to push the boundaries and try new things I enjoyed my dalliance with the music industry and consider it an achievement that I recorded a chart hit Head Over Heels was written by Chris Norman and Pete Spencer who were in the group Smokey do you remember Smokey? yeah what was their famous hit? They did that one, um, Living Next Door to Alice. Alice? And who, who the, the fuck, fuck is Alice? Chubby Brown, Chubby Brown did it, didn't yeah. he? Uh, so Head Over Heels was written by the Smoky Lads and it stayed in the German hit parade for weeks, says Kevin. He doesn't say how many weeks. 
But he says weeks. Two whole weeks. And that's German weeks, by the way. (laughs) And they have eight days. They fit eight into the same time that we'd fit seven. Bundes weeks, they call them. (laughs) Uh, It's sold 220,000 copies, he says. Hanging, it hovered around number 10 in the charts. It also reached number 31 in the UK charts at a time when Blondie was number one with Sunday Girl and the top 40 featured David Bowie, ELO and Roxy Music. So he's pointing out there that... <laughs> Brackets, all of which, in my opinion, were shite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> None of which I really understood or enjoyed. Sunday Girl by Blondie was one of the worst songs I've ever heard in my life. Sunday is about church and relaxing. You shouldn't be thinking about but girls I, on a Sunday. girls. <laughs> you'd never reach it to the levels I did in football if you were spending your old Sundays thinking about a daft girl <laughs> I used to say that to Jean you know Jean I'll never think about girls as long as I'm with you <laughs> especially not on a Sunday because God's watching then um, he's really getting into this he says I would have liked to have gone higher than number 31 but I did spend two weeks above Abbott and the police which can't be too bad <laughs> <laughs> right let's have a look let's have a look at the charts for that week see what was going down and what was underneath my record the most famous ones write them down Greta Kev we'll put them in the book <laughs> and he appeared on Top of the Pops and also the German equivalent Der Musikladen <laughs> which of course is Great. German for the music larder do you think the music larder is available on YouTube? Do you think that because you know we're both big fans of Top of the Pops, Top mm. of the Pops Two, and all the the old ones they show on BBC Four? Yeah, I would fucking love to see old repeats of the music. Larder. The music larder. It'll be all the same bands. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, but presented by deranged Germans. Yeah, gotta be better than Top of the Pops, doesn't it? Guten Tag <laughs> and welcome on to the music larder. <laughs> Yeah, BBC Four should start showing them on Friday nights. Now the top of the pops has got to 1987, when music kind of went a bit shit. This is it! So Dead Music Laden, uh, and he says, there were a few occasions when I must confess, I asked myself what the hell I was doing. Especially when he was sitting on the woman's knee, taking her glasses off her. Mm. But people did like that song. They used to play it on the bus to games with Hamburg, and even now, I have met people who have it as their ringtone. This feels like a stretch. Yeah, I don't believe you. No. Uh, there's no need to lie, Kevin. So far, this book's been uh, a historical record. Yeah, and all the uh, things you've achieved in football are there. Entertaining they're, they're, self, they're self-evident. The fact that you released a record is great. Yeah. I've, and I'm totally behind the whole... He, he was willing to do things outside of his comfort zone. I think, why fucking not? I don't find it funny. I, I myself, I'm stunned it only got to number 31 in England because he, you know, he was a big star. Yeah, at the time, uh, I thought it, I, I remember it as being bigger than that. I thought it was top ten. It's but, probably one of those songs that everyone talked about and was on telly a lot. But how many people are going to go out and go? I'm actually buying a seven inch shingle of that. Liverpool fans wouldn't because they were obviously no. they'd moved on. He wasn't with a club in England at the time. Yeah, and I don't think it wasn't like the big pop buying audience like teenage girls. Some of them might have liked him, but I don't think he was a big teen heartthrob, was no. he? No. So but, that was probably the but, problem. But, it's one thing's thinking, oh, that's a bit of a laugh. Like, imagine if... Who could we compare him to in modern day? Imagine if Harry Kane released a pop single. Yeah. A few Spurs fans might buy it. But not many. No. My, no. I can't imagine my daughter or her Well, mates. Ian Wright did one, didn't he? And that didn't... Yeah. got, like, number 41 or something like that. And Andrew Cole did one. Andrew Cole. Not Andy Cole. Andrew Cole. Andrew yeah. Cole did one, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's lied. He's basically flat out lied about people having it as their ringtone, um, which is a shame. 
and it's got me wondering whether we should carry on with this podcast. Uh, no, I think we should stop and yeah, move probably. on to um, Gareth, not South- a liar. Gareth Southgate's book instead. <clears throat> he adds, it was featured on an album called Franz Beckenbauer's Football Hits, <laughs> which again, sounds like a load of bollocks. Yeah. <clears throat> um, uh, I can't remember what the album was called. It was something German. Call it Franz Beckenbauer's hit Greatest Hit, something like that. Uh, which was a massive seller in Germany, he says. And another LP, One Hit Wonders, which also flew off the shelves. You'd love that, wouldn't you? You'd love to have an album full of one-hit wonders. Jesus Christ. I could have made a fortune from royalties, but I never expected it to take off the way it did, and at the time I was delighted to be offered a flat fee of £20,000 by the Yugoslavs. Fucking Will this make me a millionaire like Elvis Presley? <laughs> yes, no, Kevin. No, we will give you £20,000. <laughs> All right. Gross. <laughs> There are some really bad singers who've had hit records and some really talented singers who've never even brought one out. My thoughts were, why not give it a try? He really did think he could top the charts, didn't he, with this? Yeah. He really thought it was going to be his future. It rankles. I think it still think rankles. It does, yeah. The number 31 UK chart position rankles with him. I can still remember the elation when I heard my record being played on a radio slot called Smash of the Week. My mood was quickly punctured when I realised the title of the slot was a clue. The DJ proceeded to break the record into little pieces for being his least favourite track of the week. Shatterhand! Shatterhand! DJ Shatterhand! (laughs) Fucking great idea for a show on a radio, that. DJ Shatterhand. I'm just um, saying, wait, there's a bit of a pause in proceedings there, is that I was just waving goodbye to the celebrity... Uh, Paul Danan, yes. who was recording the his podcast in the studio next in to ours, which studio. is another part of our podcasting empire. A good chance to plug it, I reckon. The morning after with Paul Danan. Get on it, cunters. It's better than you think it'll be. All I'll tell you is, before we stepped in to record this, I was in the other studio listening to that, and he had a couple of mates in there, and the last words I heard that I came in here and reported to Andy as we were about to start this, was he was just saying, he was just telling a story about the flight over to Love Island, saying he had them all stuck up his ass, and every five minutes he'd go into the plane toilet and he'd pop out a couple of pills of his bum and then put them in his mouth. <laughs> I don't know who Danan was talking about, but that's the quality of anecdote that, you, that is in store should you wish to download off iTunes, Spotify and all the other usual places. It's called The Morning After with Paul Danan. Anyway, he was just waving goodbye to us there. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, Shatterhand. DJ Shatterhand smashed his record up on the air. Um, and then um, Hamburg got to the final of the European Cup that season against mm. Nottingham Forest. Mm. Of course, Forest had won it the year before against Malmo. So they were defending the title. And Hamburg were the with the opponents this time um, he says apparently a couple of the forest lads tell a story that Kenny Burns psyched me out in the tunnel before the game by taking out his dentures and <laughs> grinning maniacally in my direction with mm. his yellow hair sticking everywhere that's an evocative image isn't it would that psych you out yes mm. yes it would yeah. I would shit myself yeah, but then me I'm, I'm not kind of emotionally prepared to play in the European Cup final and I probably never will be Nah, you wouldn't be nervous in the tunnel before a European final because you'd just be like, well, it is what it is. I'll, yeah. You know, I'll go out there, I'll see what happens. This and that. This and that. If we win, we win. If we don't, ah, well. It's a life experience. There's always the podcasts. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, Larry Lloyd 
Kenny Burns' partner in Forest Central Defence is then said to have come over to me and whispered in my ear that his teammate wasn't feeling too well disposed towards me, at which point I'm supposed to have gone ashen and spent the entire match in hiding. It's a nice story, he says, and no doubt gets a few laughs on the after-dinner circuit in the East Midlands, nowhere else, but they are doing themselves a disservice. And he says that the reason Forrest won that final was Peter Shilton's goalkeeping. Uh, which, of course, power play. kept Kev out himself. Yeah. And uh, Forrest won that 1-0. And this particular season, Bayern Munich had won the, the Bundesliga title. So, uh, so it was a bad season. A they bad got to season. the European Cup final, lost it, and then didn't quite win the league. So Kevin was like, oh, heck this, I'm off. Yeah. Where next? Yugoslavia, perhaps. <laughs> I can reignite my pop career. No, no, Kevin, is not possible. Hello, is that, is that, hello, am I speaking to the Yugoslavia music executives who helped me release Head Over Heels earlier this year? We are no longer music executives. Uh, we now work for the government. <laughs> oh, good, you'll be able to help then. Is it? Are there any football opportunities out there in Yugoslavia? Because I'm thinking of a new of a life change. We are behind the Iron Curtain. It would not be good for you over here. The Iron what? We live under a communist regime. Come you what? Oh, bloody hell. Oh, I remember that. I remember that time I went to the Russian border and I used my telepathy skills to try and work <laughs> out what the Russians were up to. They had me spying. Me and John Toshak. Happy days. <laughs> Genuinely trying to remember whether that was a thing that happened or something we made up for this. No, it was something we made up, oh, okay. but it may have happened. It, I mean, feels, it feels plausible. Under the 30-year rule, we should know by now whether yeah. or not the British government, the yeah. British Secret Services, ever utilised the telepathic skills of Kevin Keegan and John Toshak yeah, to spy on the Russians. Yeah, you're right. Um, I wasn't the lover of Nottingham Forest, or that was more to do with Cluffy than any of their players. And there was no way I could emulate Bertie Vox by turning up at the winner's celebrations later that night. So, and then he says, and that really was it for the Keegan family in Hamburg. It was the kind of experience you could never buy. We had a fabulous time in the best of both worlds, because as well as winning over the German public, I like to think I earned the respect of folk back home by showing it was possible for an English footballer to integrate in a foreign country. He really was a pioneer in a racist world. He was, actually. Yeah, like Nelson Mandela, really. He was, a, he was the closest that we've ever had in this country yeah. to Nelson Mandela. Oh, Nelson Mandela. Well, I mean, out of this country, it's been non-stop cunts, if you look through history, on the whole. Yeah. Our icons, even the ones that they build statues of and make out were heroes, were in fact, you don't need to do much digging to discover that. Almost everyone was a cunt. Yeah. We've just been dishonest, bullshitting, exploitative fuckfaces. Yeah. And therefore, we've never had anyone. I mean, you know, people sneer at the Americans, but the Americans had Martin Luther King, mm. right? We we've had Kevin Keegan, and that's Maybe about as mid-year. good as it's ever got. Midyear's a if good bloke. Bandit. That's probably about. I mean, it. I personally like Jamie Oliver, but I know that I'm not necessarily in a majority there. No. So you're struggling, but Keegan went away. He held out the olive branch to the Germans. Still, if you look back, it wasn't that long since 30 the war. Years, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not. Yeah. Blink of an eye to men of our age yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Thirty years ago, Jesus. And so I think that he did some great work. I suppose all there is to ask at the end of this stage of the book, and probably at the end of this podcast, is what's your best bit of Kevin Keegan's time in Germany? Mine is him living with the dogs in the hotel room. Uh, mine ties up with that a little bit in the sense that he was offered some cheap meat by a teammate. That's good. And we talked about it on a very early episode, but haven't revisited it here. It, there was the time where he had a neighbour who had some cheap funny powder, although I'm not sure if any of that is actually in the book. I think we just made it up. I think we probably did. Yes. Yeah. So that's the end of the Kevin Keegan uh, German section. 
in the next episode he will That's Quentin Sprinkling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the next episode he'll return back to familiar shows and it all begins with Laurie McMenemy convoluting some kind of story about needing a light fitting from Germany. This is my favourite bit, so <laughs> tune in next week for fuck's sake. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.